sorry, 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 sorry. I know I'm late. I know I'm late. I'm here. Late? Yep, yep. I'm ready. It's Let's been go. like two weeks. Wow, my bus was late, all right? So just... All I don't that. think that's, that just, that's a thing. It was. It was rush week. So let's... <laughs> Let's go! You ready? Alright, so... Yes. Hello! And welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of Dinner Party Small Talk. Season 2, Episode 1. Not... Not the best song that you've <laughs> sung so far. I'm sorry, it felt like a lot of pressure. Although this is the third time that we've done this intro, and, and, and I mean, obviously I'm stretching your creative yeah. abilities. I mean, I, I mean, when it comes to musical singing, randomly, words, yes... Hi. Speaking of random <laughs> collections of words, hello! Um, yes, so my name is Matt. I'm Nissa. And the first thing that the listeners, the regular listeners, will notice that we are no longer robots. No, we have actually been made into real human beings. Yes, I'm a real boy. I now have living flesh covering my uh, metal endoskeleton, and I have uh, stolen the brain of one of the Matt clones, so I am actually... Well, in the eyes of a more progressive government, a living, breathing human being. Yeah, I mean, like, the brain thing's funny, because, like, it's, like, half of me is like, oh, you know, it's great in some ways, but obviously we know a lot less. Yes. Uh, oh, we, we don't have the encyclopedic knowledge uh, of, the, of, of a computer, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, now we, we have emotions. Yeah. So so hopefully we can balance that out with the human element in the show. Yeah, which you know. Which has been a constant struggle for us, I find. Well, you know, we had Carl come in at the yeah. end of last season, and um, he's no longer with us. Unfortunately. So, R.I.P. Carl. Yeah. But, Sorry, Carl. Um, you know, we didn't really want his human element. We wanted our human element. Yeah. Um, and, well, I mean, if the neighbours are listening, I'm sorry about the smell, we will remove the corpse. Uh, it's just, you know, we were away for a few weeks. You um, know, and, and, I, and, and we he had, had plenty of sunlight and water, so, I mean, yeah. uh, now well, I feel bad about it, but I, I don't know. But I think in retrospect, it's like, I mean, keeping a man in, a luggage, in, in luggage for like a month and a half um, without food or water... That may be what did him in, and then just sort of trying to feed him and water him after the fact was uh, perhaps a waste of time. I don't know. I, you know, but these are the things we're going to learn in season two. Yeah, you know, yes. that's season two is going to be a, a season of learning. Yes, you know, new experiences yes, for yes. both of us. I mean, season one was a season of learning enough as it was. We, you know, we, uh, we, I think we grow, we grew, we growed. I think we growed as people and we growed as a podcast. Um, <laughs> We changed our format around, certainly <laughs> enough, and I was indecisive. Um, that uh, That's going to stop this season. Uh, I'm yeah, gonna, there's going to be a really consistent format for season two. I, I will be less indecisive because I will not be making any more decisions. Yeah, no. Yeah. Matt's, um, interestingly, all the Matt clones as well, they hate making decisions. They kind of just sit around. Well, uh, you know, I think after the, the burden has fallen on me for so long, I think it's time for you to actually... How do you say, like, pull your weight, maybe? No, I'm yeah. not going to do that. Well, okay, so well, maybe we can't guarantee consistency for this season, <laughs> but um, I, I, I can tell you one thing that, that will change. I will be, I will be, I will be <laughs> learning English for this, for this season. Oh, yes. that's really exciting. Um, I know I, that's something you've wanted to learn for a long time now, so that's really I, great. Look, I've struggled and it's a miracle that I've got by as it is, but I will be also practicing my accents before I do characters rather ah. than just jumping straight into them and, and just like ha getting more competent as 
the sketch yeah. goes on because that's a mark of amateurism and we are not amateurs anymore. Yeah, I'm not going to do that though. Okay, we've, we've increased our production values. We are not amateurs, we're professionals now. Yeah, um, there's, there's a lot more streamers. Yes, we, we, we've already spent £10 on a segment that we're not using for this episode. Which is more than we spent on any single episode last season, I think. Or even the whole thing. I don't think we spent 20 bucks on a whole, on a whole, <laughs> on a whole season. Well, we did have to like buy the mic and stuff. Not the mic. Well, the... that's true. I suppose if you consider the, the, like the, the startup costs as production. No, they're different things. And the website. Yeah, they're different things. Okay. Then no, we never spent this much on the But away from the, the scintillating uh, economy of, of dinner party small talk, um, and on to the content. Did you like that little segue? You loved it? I can yeah, I enjoyed it, it mm. quite a bit. I can smell your arousal from here. Anyway, so we've got uh, a big, big British episode for you this week. Yes. Um, in, our, in our first segment, we're going to be speaking to five celebrities. Five yes. fucking celebrities. Five of them. Sing us a song, Nissa. Wow. Five Davids up in the house. That's right. We've got five Davids, five British Davids coming in today because just coincidentally, our booking agent just happened to book them all and they all just happened to be... Yeah, it was the only time they were actually all free. They're very yes. busy men. I mean, they are celebrities. Well, I mean, when I, when I say, obviously, you know... Um, Coming into the to the, the studio. Well, they actually so, already came in. Yeah, so it's pre-recorded. Yeah, yeah, because we're recording this kind of late, and these are also their older gentlemen, and they need their sleep. Yes. Uh, so we've got who, David Tennant. We got David Tennant, actor. Uh, yes, we've got David Attenborough. David Attenborough, awesome old man. <laughs> his only credential. But like naturalist, we, we, probably. We, is that what we, we call him? I don't know what his job. Is that, is that like a, a documentarian? For a, yeah, which I thought naturalist is that a different word for a nudist? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if it is, well, he could be that as well. Oh I didn't actually God. ask him about it. I Whoopsies. don't want to. I do not want to know about that. Um, we've got David Cameron. David Cameron, Prime Minister. Yes, we've got David Peckham from uh, the the footballer, footballer from footballer. Um, and who else we got? David Mitchell, comedian. Comedian. And like one of my favourite comedians of all time. So I just, yeah, it's absurd <laughs> that I couldn't remember his name. It, it really is a shame that um, you couldn't be in studio when I did these interviews as well. It is a shame. They were all really, well, they were all mostly really nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I was there in spirit. Um, I mean, to be fair, I haven't seen you for two weeks, so I couldn't wait for you yeah. to do the interview. I normally I would, but I think it comes across as like a tangible thing. I think yeah. you can you can tell that I'm there. Nah, eh, no, I disagree. Well, let the listeners decide for themselves. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I suppose we should just get straight into it because we've been blabbing enough, and you know what we've been up to because you listen to the, the UK update. <laughs> Especially the people who have just started listening. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. sure you're like, whoa, yes, this is... This is the first episode I'm going to listen to. <laughs> UK update. Listen to season one first. It season was... one! Yes. Um, so, uh, let's just... We'll get into it with a hard cut, right? Yeah, yeah that just, sounds good. Okay, so we're going to cut... Hello, Davids! Hello. 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 So, I just have a few questions for you. Um, first of all, do you enjoy your work? Uh, oh, yes. Yes, very much. Very much. Oh, wonderful. And do you ever struggle with fame? Have you ever in your professional or personal life directly or indirectly hurt a puppy? Um, well, you know what I like. A puppy is so sometimes you need to give it a bit of a slap around, you know? And David, don't you think you ought to call your mother more? 
Um, my mother's dead. Well, I think we all know that that just sounds like a lot of excuses. So, my last question is, are you up to anything currently that you'd like our audience to know about? Yes. yes. Wonderful. Well, I hope that at some point they all learn about those things. So thank you so much for coming in, and back to you guys in the studio. And thank you, Past Nissa. Yes, thank you so much. I love Past Nissa. Yeah, she's a little bit more predictable than, like, present Nissa or future Nissa. Well, so. you don't know what you're getting with future Nissa. No. She could just go off the rails at any moment. And has. Yeah. <laughs> so. But at least in the past, we know when it's happened. Yes. So, uh, let's uh, take a quick break. Yes. And then we'll be back after that. You've come home from a long day at work and your wife has cooked another disgusting meal. You need something to hide the taste. You need sauce. So you raid the pantry, you raid the fridge. A thousand condiments flash past you in a haze of mediocrity. Tomato, mustard, sweet chili, malt vinegar, corn relish, no! You need something more. You need something brown. And then there it is. H.P. Brown Sauce. Brownest of the brown sauces. King of brown. You reach for the bottle, gently wrapping your fingers around its delicate edges. You cradle it like a child, caress it like a lover, whisper things to it that you've been afraid to say to another human being. Secret things. Illegal things. You take it to the table, and ignoring your wife's banal protestations, you slop that shit all over. You rain a brown flood of cleansing grace upon that terrible meal. You sit, you carve off a piece of food dripping with brown, brown sauce. And closing your eyes, you eat it. And by God, if it doesn't taste a bit better! Your eyes slowly open, and you look at your wife. Delightful, you say to her. She smiles. You're going to get a blowjob tonight. H.P. Brown Sauce. The only thing browner is shit. And welcome back to Dinner Party Small Talk, the first episode of Season 2. First episode of season two. <laughs> that really just threw me off because I was like, I'm going to sing and then you sing and now I don't know what to do with my life. You breathed into sing. I was and like, I, I sort of... oh no, what happened? And that ad was brought to you by HP Brown Sauce, uh, a, a legitimate product here in Britain. Yes, a um, legitimate product that Matt, for a deleted segment of Dinner Party Small Talk, mixed with malt vinegar and drank. It just chugged and it was horrible. And of course we're not filming it, so as I pointed out to him, he could have just that, but no, he actually did it. Um, yeah, it, it's what, what? What's the name of those things that sort of just like incite you to vomit? It's oh, uh, it's an ip ipecac. Ip it ipe it ipe felt like an ipecac. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, ipecac is a thing, isn't it? It's is not, it? It's not a, a group of things. I think it is. I don't is know. I'm gonna, I don't know. I'm gonna Google the shit out of this. Mike Patton's record company is named Ipecac Records. That's all I know. Ip is it ipecac? Are we just filling the space with just noises just now? <laughs> so this is why we don't Google while we're on air. 
Oh, maybe not. It, yeah, it is a specific thing. For some reason, I thought that it was just a thing that made people vomit. All right. Okay. So um, <laughs> I, I would like to um, break away for a second because we do have a number of uh, breaking news reports that we've got coming in. Oh. So if you don't mind, uh, could we... I mean, uh, we could, but I actually just came across some of Chuck Klosterman's hypotheticals. Well, we got to do that. I'm sorry. These these reports can wait. Uh, so, yeah. so some breaking hypotheticals here. Um, this is this segment is called breaking hypotheticals. Breaking hypotheticals. Yes. And uh, so, for breaking hypotheticals, we we turned to Chuck Klosterman, yes. who came up with these because I did not come up with them. So nobody informed me that I didn't. And I don't need my headphones on. I don't know why I've got them. There we go. <laughs> All right. So for the first one. Okay. Let's assume. A fully grown, completely healthy Clydesdale horse has his hooves shackled to his. Sorry, I have to read at the same time. Has his hooves shackled to the ground while his head is held in place with thick rope. He is conscious and standing upright, but completely immobile. And let us assume that for some reason, every political prisoner on earth, as cited by Amnesty International, will be released from captivity if you can kick this horse to death. Oh. In less than 20 minutes, you are allowed oh. to wear steel-toed boots. What do you attempt to do, Matt? Oh. Do you kick the horse to death? <laughs> the first one's horrible. Why did I choose such a horrible one? Okay. I know, that went really dark, really quickly. <laughs> the example you gave me was much more funny than that. All right, okay. Now, all right. Are we assuming that... Okay, so are all the political prisoners justly convicted? No, so they're political prisoners, so they're just people that uh, would be... But it be... could also be, like, anarchists and those kind of but things. But it's, it's people who are listed by amnesty, so they're people who shouldn't be in prison. Okay. I think that's who amnesty lists. All right, and amnesty is 100% infallible in this uh, situation? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to post that sound all through this fucking podcast. I don't know. I yeah. think so, though. I think, I think amnesty only looks Are we doing this, are... like, Comedy Bang Bang's... Uh, would you rather? Or, or you could or, lose. Or are, we taking it, <laughs> or are we taking it much more seriously I mean, and giving genuine answers? Let's let's see. Let's for this one. Let's just let's do do genuine. They get a little. I, I picked more ridiculous ones. I don't know why I even started with. With this apologies one. to Comedy Bang Bang, we've been listening to a lot of Comedy Bang Bang constantly. Uh, please don't listen to Comedy Bang Bang in favour of us, though. But also, you can also listen to it. Yes, it's also com- enjoyable. Yes, it is another enjoyable. <laughs> I mean, if I want to give podcast recommendations. I mean, I don't think our army of 100 listeners is going to, like... I mean, if you want, you know, the Comedy JV Bang Club Bang. and, uh, you made it weird. And when we meet these people the at, at, the, at the, you know, the famous podcasters convention... There is a podcast festival like held in LA every year, but... <laughs> when we finally make it as podcasters, uh... They can thank us. Look, for Matt, parts. are you going to kick the horse to death or not? Um, you have, but you only have less than twenty minutes. Here's the thing, right? So, what if I mean, I was thinking I like, could kick a horse to death in twenty minutes with steel coat, steel cat boots. But it's a Clydesdale. That's yeah, a big horse. No, I could do it. Okay. Well, you're so sure of yourself right now. It's doable. I'm not saying I would do it. Okay. Um, you just got to know where to hit it. Um, oh, come on, why did you choose this one? I don't know. Fuck. The next one um, is funnier. No, no, no okay. Uh, um, you know what? I don't think I would do it. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I don't think I could live with those memories and I'm being selfish about this. Um, I wouldn't sacrifice my own well-being and that horse's well-being. My for... issue with it... Can I tell you my issue with the idea of kicking the horse to death? Other no. than the... Okay, you could just continue that. No, keep going. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, is that 
they get released, that's great, into the same country? They're just gonna, like, get beaten to death in the street. Fuck that. I'm not killing Yeah, they might be recaptured, that. that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably better if we ask questions a la Comedy Bang Bang. Okay, here, I'm gonna ask this one, okay. and I'm just gonna make up the answers that he doesn't give us. Okay. Because I love to infer, despite what my drama teacher told me to not. Screw you. Okay. A novel titled Interior Mirror is released to mammoth commercial the success. However, a curious social trend emerges. Though no one can prove a direct scientific link, it appears that almost 30% of the people who read this book immediately become homosexual. Many of these newfound homosexuals credit the book for helping them reach this conclusion about their orientation, despite the fact that Interior Mirror is ostensibly a crime novel with no homoerotic content. Would this phenomenon Increase or decrease the likelihood of you reading this book. Oh, okay. This is that, that went <laughs> different. That went would in a you different read direction the book that makes go. that makes thirty percent of the people who read it come out as gay. Well, okay. This is, <laughs> this is one that I can't really ask a lot of questions about. Okay, so, um, presumably, it's not turning these people gay. You just said that it credits them with. Yeah. Coming to that conclusion, so presumably, and I mean, if we're going to acknowledge that homosexuality is not a choice, they are. But all sexuality already... probably exists on a spectrum. That's so true. But this book maybe just pushes you. But homosexual, but you you don't get more homosexual. <laughs> or, um, yeah. I, I'm sure your sexuality can can change, and I'm sure there's there's a flux. Hmm. But I think it's like. I mean, if you're into it, then the fact that the book sort of arouses that kind okay, of... but would you read the book? Yeah, sure, if it was that, if it was good. Well, apparently it's critically meh, oh. people really like it, so it's well, not even... if it's even... critically meh, I probably wouldn't read it, because, like, <laughs> I, I, I know plenty of things that everyone hates that I love, and everyone loves that I hate, so fuck. I mean, if by that standard, it would be like, would you listen to Justin Bieber music all the time just because people love it? Probably not. So, I don't know. So, so, so. In other words, you wouldn't read it because a middling crime novel's not your jam. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares if people come out as gay? Uh, that that means nothing to me. All right. Well, how about this one? You get two boxes. Yeah. In one box, there's a turtle. In the other box, there's Adolf Hitler's skull. <laughs> you have to take one of these home with you. <laughs> if you get the turtle, you can't give it away, and you have to keep it alive for two years. If you don't do those things, you have to pay $999 mm -hmm. to the state. If you select Hitler's skull, you have to display it in a prominent location in your house. Uh, however, you get paid for two years, but you get paid $120 a month for doing so. But it has to be apolitical, so you can't be like, here's Hitler, what a fucktard. Or I guess, here's Hitler, what a great guy. I mean, <laughs> it has to be apolitical, it's just like, here's Hitler's skull. But when you say present it, do you mean everyone that enters my house, yes. I have to present it to yes, them? Yes, so you have to be like, here I would is... take the... T see, this is another one where it's, it's there's no question about it to me. But you get paid $120. I would take the turtle. I don't care. <laughs> Are we talking Australian dollars? Like, it's 50 bucks a month. Okay, that's like, 120 that's, pounds. That's pennies. Um, I, st I, I still don't care enough. That. Although we don't tend to have people over, so maybe I could do that. Um, I would take the turtle, because I would love a pet turtle. I could easily keep it alive for two years, I think. And Turtles I would, are kind of cool. I would love to have a pet turtle that loves me. Okay. <laughs> what if the turtle doesn't love you? What if I tell you that the turtle hates you and is constantly snipping at you? But then you've skewed the, the scales, so it's like... Uh, would you still keep... Would you keep an angry pet turtle? Did I know this before I got it? 
Yes. <laughs> Can he learn to love me? <laughs> no. That's bullshit. I think you're. But what if he? What if he loves like me, but he hates you? <laughs> okay, let's turn to the skull then. All okay. right. Because you have to you have to tip the the scales in the other direction now. Okay. Um, what are the people's? What is what is the general reaction when I show Hitler's skull? They're like. Why do you have that? Do you love Hitler? And uh, can I explain to them exactly why I have it? Yeah. Because there was you can a say stupid, I'm getting paid for it. <laughs> there was a stupid hypothetical that, that pays me to do this. Um, <laughs> okay, so is there a, me- a media circus surrounding it? Um. Yes. And you're uh, you are constantly propositioned on the street by neo Nazis. Are there any lifelong ramifications to having this for two years? Um, if you ever do anything in your life where you're ever successful in any way, it is always mentioned that you're the, the owner of the fucking turtle, then. Like, are you serious? Like, <laughs> it's not even... Okay. Okay. I feel like you have too easy of a time making these decisions. <laughs> <laughs> this is what, this is what happens when you live your life in a very black and white way. Okay, so let's say your best friend is taking a nap on your, on your floor. Yep. And suddenly you realize that your friend is going to die if you don't kick them really hard in the ribs. Okay. Okay, so you have to kick them really hard in so the ribs. So you said I realize that they're going you to just, die. You just, you know this. Okay. You know that if you, if you don't kick them in the ribs, they're going to die. Mm-hmm. However, you can't explain to them why you kicked them. If you tell them it's because they were going to die, they will die. Presumably I can't explain to myself either. So I don't know for a fact that they're going to die. No, let's just assume that you knew they were going to die. Then I'd probably do it. No, no, no. Yeah, you're going to kick them in the ribs. Of course, you're not a horrible human being. How do you explain to them why you kicked them in the ribs really hard when you can't tell them that it was because they were going to die? I would say something along the lines of I was running through the house and I didn't see them. (laughs) Um, Is this nighttime or daytime? It is uh, late afternoon. Siesta time. Okay. So it's about 2.30. Um, how hard am I kicking them? Am I, like, really hard. Am I breaking like, ribs? Yes. Could that cause further complications for them? Perhaps death? No. Okay. Like, if you... Would I have to pay for their medical bills? I mean, one would think you would, because it seems a little harsh. I guess, yeah. though, from your view, you'd be like, I just saved your damn life, but you can't tell them that, so I would Why say... Why can't that... I tell them this? Because if you tell them, they'll die. And this is guaranteed to happen? Yes. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't really hold allegiance to a lot of people, but I really don't like the idea of doing that to the people that I would call my friends. Um, but you're saving their life. Yeah, okay, alright. You're saving their life, so, this, yeah, you're, you're, all right, so I'll how sacrifice. do you explain yeah, okay. it to them? Um, so, yeah. Um, I, I could do what my brother did to me when I was little. <laughs> Actually, well, I sort of did it to him. <laughs> But I, I it's a completely so different when, story. yeah, when I was when I was younger, I got I from the the Newcastle show, um, I got this monster mask in one of the show bags that they had. It was fucking disgusting. But I I hid under Sam's blanket, which he'd left on the floor, <laughs> ready for him to get into his room and me to jump up and scare him. I so did that to my sister. Yes, and he stepped on my neck. Oh my god! Because he didn't know I was there. And then I got angry at him <laughs> for some reason. But um, uh, I, I, I could just th- throw a rug over them and tell them that I didn't know they were there. Okay. 
So your excuse is just that you didn't know they were there. And what, what if they were like... sleeping on my floor? You know, you guys had a big night the night before and people were doing some naps. I don't like people coming back and sleeping in my place. I know, I don't either. And I don't like sleeping in other people's places. Okay, so your excuse would just be that you didn't see them. And what if their response to that was, dude, you knew I was there. Like, you saw me fall asleep there. Could I say something bad was going to happen? No. Damn it. You can't imply that it was for their own good. How, how do they die? They, they, uh, they have spontaneous blood explosion. And why does that happen? Because they haven't been kicked in the ribs. But why does that lead to spontaneous blood explosion? I don't know. I am of... not... Damn it, is man, it, I'm not it, a doctor. Is it magic or sorcery? Yes, it's magical sorcery. So could I track down the source <laughs> of the wizard or witch that put this curse upon them and kill them and break the curse? I mean, you could... That sounds like something I could do. Here's the thing. You could, but it's going to be very costly to you, both monetarily and in your life, your personal life. But what a story. (laughs) So your choice in this situation is to not even kick your friend, even though that is part of the situation, and to track down the sorcerer. Yeah. The source of the sorcerer. Yes, yes. And destroy them. Like, how soon do I have to kick them in the ribs? Like, while they're still asleep. Okay, so if I drug them them and make sure they don't wake up, (laughs) if I put them into an induced coma and then track down the wizard or the witch, the dark sorcerer that put them in this state, that's what I would do. Okay, I think that's great. Well, I have one last one. Okay. But I think that's going to be kind of a simpler one. I said that, now I'm about to read it. You are going to be the best man at your best friend's wedding. Yes. So, you do the right thing. I don't know why it says that, but you get him a hot blonde stripper with big fake boobs for his bachelor party. Okay. The problem is she snorts a couple of lines from, of Coke, and then she does a dance, but then she begins acting really strange, and she's giving lap dances and showing off her bits, but she's just like weird. She's acting really strange, like she's kind of unhinged. At some point, she goes into the bathroom with another guy that you don't know, but who's in the wedding party. (laughs) Um, ten minutes later, he rushes out, freaked out, pulls you aside, and says, I need help. He takes you into the bathroom, and the stripper's body is lying on the floor. Her head has been brutally smashed in. Her blood runs from her wounds. He claims they were having sex. She went fucking crazy, clawed at his face. He does have claw fart marks. Claw fart. Claw marks. Claw, claw marks on his face. And apparently, according to him, uh, he grabbed... They were having sex... She freaked out, scratched at him. He grabbed her by the throat, banged her head against the wall a few times. So he did do that. Uh, oh no, I lost my place. Next thing he knew, she was motionless and not breathing. Of course, such an incident, if it were to become public, would obviously put a damper, a little bit, on the wedding. Um, as well as this other guy would obviously go to jail. He begs you to help him throw the body out the bathroom window and then dismember it and bury it in a nearby park. While he's asking you to do this favor, quote-unquote, he's coke, He's taken a bunch of coke himself and also has a straight razor that he's wielding. Do you tell him he's nuts? He's nuts and that the police need to be called, or do you help? agree to help him mutilate and dispose of the body? Are they the only two choices I have? That's the one he gave. Those are the two you gave you, but if you have another choice, I would like to hear it. Um, my what choice would be you? to immediately, immediately 
run out, tell everyone what's just happened. I don't give a fuck. I don't know these dudes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the guy, like, best man is supposed to take care of the groom. So if there's been a murder at his fucking wedding, uh, like... Bachelor I, party, yeah. I would like to think that anyone that I ho- keep close enough to myself to become best man for them at their wedding would be of morally strong you know, constitution. So yep. th- they would also view the idea of a murder as something that, you know, it's like, ah, uh, it puts a damper on the wedding. I'm pretty sure they wouldn't give a fuck. That was the weirdest part of that question to me. So I was like, who gives a fuck if it puts a damper? A human being got murdered. Yeah, by a clearly crazy person who's part of the, of the, the, the you know, the, the yeah, the wedding party. party. The wedding like, party. I'm, I'm kind of starting to hope that he was like someone, like he was forced to put him in the wedding party because fuck that noise. Yeah, no, I would, I would dob this, this dude in in like a second right? i have no <laughs> problem tattling on this guy <laughs> tattling, tattling. Yeah. yeah i know i agree with that one definitely those were all my hypotheticals so um awesome so let's get let's get okay, back, let's, to this, yeah, this let's get back to this news. breaking news um, um oh what uh yep it well is it broke yeah the entire royal family is dead Oh, okay. Um, That's a shame. That is a shame. We missed that. that kind of makes our next ad kind of awkward. Yeah. Uh, why did we get Robot Queen Elizabeth II to advertise with she, us again? She paid for it. I I don't know. That's I a good mean, point. She did. If anyone wants to give money, us money, we will put your ad on. And which, this is proof. <laughs> incidentally, uh, well, just listen to the ad. Uh, let's let's uh, take a break. Um, uh, my my condolences to to the royal family. That's a, that's a big shame. Um, it's really but, unfortunate that we weren't covering that. Yeah. Oops. Oh, well. It feels like that could have been a big item. Yeah. But we learned about you and how you would rather track down a sorcerer instead of kicking a friend. <laughs> and I think that that's a good thing to know about you as a brave person. <laughs> I, when you put it in such terms, it does feel really good in this uh, situation. All uh, right. So we'll be back right after this. All right. My subjects and those I have yet to subject, hello! I, Robot Queen Elizabeth II, am speaking to you today because of the worldwide crisis we are all facing. Money! There is not nearly enough money being funneled into the royal court, and as such I must request that all citizens of the Commonwealth buy more stamps. Stamps! Stamps are the only way that the Queen will be able to keep the crown jewels shiny, pay for dancing lessons, and are legally the only funds she can use to expand her robot corgi army. Don't let down your country, your Commonwealth, your queen or your robot queen by stamps all right okay welcome back once again to season two episode one of dinner party small talk the this situation uh, inaugural episode <laughs> is that the word i'm looking yeah, for yeah it's like the first one the first episode of season two of season two of Dinner Party Small Talk. Welcome back. My name is Matt. I'm Nissa. And we have a very special guest up for you uh, yes. this evening or this morning or whenever you're watching. So now we've already had some very special whenever guests. Whenever you're watching? Ugh. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to sneeze. I'm so ashamed. Come I'm on. So, Nissa, um, Nissa, she's our girl. If she can't sneeze, then I will hurl. 
So you want me to sneeze? In this well, situation, well, I don't want to hurl. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so we had some very special guests, obviously, earlier in the program, but um, this guest is coming for more of a long-form interview, and I'm pretty yes. uh, interested to meet her. I don't know too much about her. Yeah, it was interesting that we prioritized this interview and not the ones with the five well, major celebrities. Well, she has a lot of free time. Yeah. So she could kind of come in whenever I wanted. That's true. Make the time. We were, I basically called her up just between the first and second segment was like, yep. hey, can you come in right now? Yeah. And she was like, yeah. And I mean, I'm worried we're not going to be able to get her to leave. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, she seems really, really keen to be here. Okay. All right. So, can you tell us a bit about her? Uh, so, her name is Glennis Vance. Glennis Vance, yes. And she is a movie reviewer. Oh, okay. And that is all I know. How and did I... you meet this woman? How did she, did she get... Our booking agent. We just had David Tennant on the fucking show, <laughs> and, and this is some, um, what, some some crackpot? I don't know. It's possible she's been published, possibly in very prestigious places. But you don't know for sure. Look, all I know is they said, hey, I called up the booking agent, I was like, hey, we need to have a guest for the end of the show. Matt actually showed up. The booking agent said, well, this lady oh. said she could come in anytime and stay for as long as you want. So right. I called her, she came over, and here we go. Okay, alright, well, um... You know, uh, I could have maybe more fancy guests if I knew when you were going to be here, Matt. Well, that's my cue to leave. I will show this mysterious guest in. Well, I mean, you know. Fuck you. Yeah. Hello, Miss Vance. Hello. It's it's very nice to meet you. Yes, it's lovely to be here. I'm a long-time listener. That's um wonderful and also kind of surprising um how how old are you i am 107 you're 107 that's i mean it's impressive i i thought you were gonna break on your way in like no no i have strong bones you see oh that that's um really impressive yes. especially for someone of your age i mean most of them have been replaced with metal or plastic you know yeah. what my bones are all metal too so don't worry about it Good to see the young people taking up the slack, you see. So now, Glennis, is it okay if I call you Glennis? No, I'd prefer to be called Miss Vance. So it's Ms, not Mrs. Vance? No, no. Did you ever marry? No, no. I'm extraordinarily ugly, you see. Uh, you know, I wasn't going to point that out, but um, for, for the listeners at home, uh, just wow, or this this face that I am looking at. So this isn't just a product of age, like the hanging skin and, and the really big moles? Oh, no, this is all natural. So even when you were younger, that's pretty horrifying. Yes, yes. You see, I was, I was born with a terrible condition, and it was called being fucking ugly. That is really just... So terrible to hear. Um, yes. Well, I can understand then why you'd want to spend a lot of your time in movie theaters. I like to escape to the cinema. It helps me live a life of adventure, or at least feel like I was, you know? Yeah, well, I was also going to say you can also hide in the dark, so that that's good as well. No, well, yes, it does have its benefits. I have had my pussy tickled on a number of occasions in the dark, dark cinema. Did they immediately regret it? <laughs> When the lights came up? Uh, I, 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 I vacated before the, the lights oh, came up, you okay. see. No, yes. that, that's no, that's it, an excellent plan. It's a policy of my local cinema that I have to arrive after lights down and leave before lights up. Yeah, 
you know, that seems fair enough. They wouldn't want to horrify the other uh, patrons. So. Exactly, but I get free tickets, so that's oh, okay. Oh, that's fantastic. Yes. So, how long have you been reviewing movies? Uh, well, since cinema started. Oh, wow. So, how old would you have been when cinema started? So, if movies sort of started in what, like the 1910s? How old did I say I was? 107. Yeah, so about 1907. <laughs> well, so you, you like, you were, you really, you were young when you started then. Yes, an infant. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was like, wait, math-wise. I mean, I'm trying to do it in my head right now, but, um, yeah, so yes. that's... You know, it's strange how many guests we've had who have done impressive things from infancy. But you would know as a fan. Um, anyway, yes. so you, you started watching films the minute there were films, and, and you started reviewing them immediately? Yes, well, in my own way, in as much as an infant can. You know, if I didn't like a film, I would spit up or shit myself, and if I did, I would merely urinate. That is a fairly clear message. And I must say, my reviewing style has not changed much over the years. <laughs> oh, Ms. Vance. I'm completely serious. I, I know. Wait, you mean like literally serious? I thought we were just being like... I mean, you're old, so... I just shit myself then. Are you not enjoying the show? <laughs> No, that's a positive review. Oh, but you just said that when you were a baby, you'd shit yourself if you didn't like it. But so. then I would shit myself all the time, so that wasn't really indicative of anything. That's a fair point. Yes. So, let's, before we get into maybe some more modern movies, what would you say is your favorite movie of all time? I couldn't pick one. I would have to pick three. Okay, well, if you want to pick three, three, three best movies of all time from a 107-year-old woman. Independence Day, The Great Gatsby, the one with Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm, he really tickles my pussy. And the third one would have to be, without a doubt, Last of the Mohicans. That is an... Interesting group of films. It's interesting that you have nothing pre the 90s. Yes, well... I, I, Last Weekends was the 90s, right? I must say, the 90s really were the decade for cinema, weren't well, they? Well, other than, obviously, the Greg Gatsby, the Baz Luhrmann Greg Gatsby. Yes, Because well, that was in the last couple of years. Well, I saw an early cut of that in the 90s. Really, in the 90s? Yes. Well, Leonardo DiCaprio would have been much, much younger then. Yes, they used, you will have noticed that they used a lot of computer-generated imagery, and they made him look considerably older. Ah, you know, mm. I have to, um... That's why they had Tobey Maguire in it, because he's a fucking hack nowadays, but he was famous for a time. Yeah, no, he was, um, he was in Pleasantville, that was... That he was, was a... in that one about the rocket, whoa, that really tickled my pussy. There was a movie about a rocket? Oh, I, I gotta be honest with you, I actually haven't seen any of the three films on your list. I was thinking you were probably going to be a little more classical with it, so I, I, I spent... Oh, no, I hate classic cinema. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, well, what about it does not appeal to you? Citizen Kane, for example, was yes. trash. Okay. Yes. Well, that's an opinion. Yes. <laughs> Do you have any reasons behind that opinion, or it's just that you just hate it? I hate it. So would you say that would maybe be in your top three of worst movies that you've ever seen in your whole life? No, no. That would go probably to anything with Brando. 
anything with Brando. Yes. So, Streetcar Named Desire. Ah. Godfathers, one, two. I mean, no one likes three. I just shit and urinated everywhere. I'm sorry. Uh, you know what? You're sitting in Matt's seat. I don't really mind. Oh, you're a little bitch, aren't you? <laughs> Excuse me? Miss Vance, that's not really appropriate. Oh, I apologize. I thought we were here to express ourselves freely and artistically. I not mean, to be censored. I know, but you don't, that doesn't mean you need to insult me. Yes, well, if you weren't being such a little bitch, it wouldn't be necessary. But anyway, it's good to be here. Long time listener, yes. All right. Well, so we, we've looked at sort of some film history and your opinion of some various film history. Yes. Um, what about more recently? Have you Are you still keeping up with movies since the me. 90s have passed? Yes, indeed. In fact, I, I, I wanted to review a few films for you today. Oh, that would be wonderful. Um, I haven't been able to really get out and see some movies, so this might be really helpful for Yes, well, these, these are some these are some wonderful films that I, I, I think everyone should go see, except for the ones that I hated. So okay. I, I I have a number of films lined up. Okay, um, yes. that's great. Would you like to maybe discuss some of them now? Yes, or uh, abs- absolutely. So the, the the first film that I saw just last week was called Christmas with the Cranks. Christmas with the Cranks, that's not a new movie. Well, it's relatively new if you're 107. I mean, that's that's true. Was that movie also in the 90s? Yes, maybe that or early 2000s, okay. I can't remember. But so so tell, tell us a little bit about Christmas with the Cranks. Christmas with the Cranks stars TV great Tim Allen, and it is about a man called Frank Crank. And it is Christmas time, but he realizes he has AIDS and he has spread it to his entire family. And there's some amusing foibles set amongst a Christmas framework there. Wow, that doesn't sound like that would ever have gotten made, but I haven't seen it, so I can't disagree with you. It's a heartwarming tale of love and AIDS and Tim Allen. So you would recommend Christmas with the Cranks? Very much so, to the whole family. For your children, it has shenanigans, uh, a little bit of slapstick, and Tim Allen, who's always a family-friendly kind of guy. And for the adult, it's a cautionary tale of why you should wrap your cock before you fuck someone. I mean... And who doesn't want to need to learn that lesson <laughs> as much as possible? Indeed, it's a surprisingly deep film. Yeah, I mean, I had no idea. I, I think I avoided it based on the posters, but I think I'm going to check it out now. Yes. That, that sounds um, intense. Yes, yes. Uh, so what else have you seen recently? Uh, recently, I watched Schindler's List. Okay, now that movie was definitely the 90s. You know, uh, perhaps... Wasn't it? Uh, perhaps. It was not the early 2000s, because I saw it in high school. So. No, it wasn't. Perhaps. Okay. Was it the 80s? Uh, no. no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so well, what did you think of, I mean, Schindler's List, you know, I, I've seen that movie. It's, you know, it's a classic. It's held up as, you know, kind of one of the great films. You know, Steven Spielberg sort of in his prime doing a really personal story. Mm. Obviously, he's very involved with the Shoah Foundation, you know, and he's Jewish himself, so he has history and all of that. And he made this movie that's just really considered sort of this, you know, standout piece of cinema. Yes. So what did you think of it, Miss Vance? Well, I hated it. You hated it. I hated it, you see. I, I, I found it regressive. I, the, the, the black and white did not amuse me. In fact, uh, the 
Brando films that I hate, and Citizen Kane and Schindler's List all have one thing in common, you see. Shitty performances, shitty directors, and, and shitty black and white. And I hated it. <laughs> wow! I um, found myself unable to connect with it emotionally, either. R- really? Because, I mean, you know, for people who don't know, it's it's the tale of, a, you know, a, a German, you know, manufacturer who realizes the plight of the Jews in the concentration camps, and he starts slowly getting them out and trying to save as many people as he can, and you couldn't connect oh, to that? Oh, is that what it was about? Yeah. I found it incredibly confusing. I, all I took away from it was Liam Neeson was swinging his dick and putting in another fucking boring performance again. <laughs> I mean, he's got quite the dick to swing, if the reports are true, so... Mm, it really tickles my pussy. <laughs> the thought of Liam Neeson's dick tickles your pussy? Because <laughs> you don't like his performances, so what exactly... Um, well, uh, I suppose it's just the the enormous length and girth of his cock that really does it. Okay, well that mm. is straight to the point. You know, it's good to know that as you get older, you just you get to be as honest as you need to be. Did you have any other movies that you've seen recently that you would like to talk about? As a matter of fact, about? I did. Oh, fantastic. Mm. What, what would be the, the, the an, another movie that you've seen recently, Miss Vance? I recently watched Goldeneye. The James Bond film? Yes, with Pierce Brosnan. Was that in the 90s? Perhaps, I you're, think so. You're really obsessed with this decade. Like, like it's strange, because like, most of the people I wouldn't think of who, you know, kind of like have this weird obsession with movies in the 90s and things are, uh, you know, people who maybe came of age then, and obviously you did not. Well, you know, we can't be bigots. Some uh, people... No, I think it's fantastic. You have a very youthful spirit. And I'll have you know, Christmas with the Cranks was 2004. Thank you very much. Okay, you sorry. Spiteful bitch. <laughs> I, well, I, I wasn't trying to be spiteful. I was actually giving you a compliment for You're having very youthful taste. You're jealous of my titties. You know, I am. They're, I mean, like, you are the most hideous human being I've ever seen, but you have a... Amazing breasts. Yes, that's really right. Neat. Anyways, so, what was this movie we were talking about? Goldeneye. Goldeneye. I did not see that. What happens in Goldeneye? Pierce Brosnan swings his dick and it really tickles my pussy. Uh, well, I, I, I should give a, give, a, give an honorable mention to Sean Bean, who has an enormous penis. Out of, um, out of curiosity, so now, I, I mean... Like, Liam Neeson, like, that's, like, people say that, right? It's kind of, like, almost a joke at this point. But, um, I haven't heard that about Pierce Brosnan or Sean Bean. Have you met these men? Yes. And you've seen their penises? On Goldeneye. Oh, so you were involved in the production of Goldeneye? No, I I saw a special cut. What? Where was this cut? In my house. How did, I mean, how'd you get your hands on it? It has the, it has the actors naked in it? Well, they're photoshopped. Wait, so you have just inserted photoshops of, like, porn stars' penises onto actors and then put them somehow into a DVD? But if it's seamless enough, it really seems like it's them. Is it on a DVD or is this VHS? It's a WMV. I, like a... Wave file, like it's a file. A, it's a digital movie file on my oh, personal that makes sense computer. As well. Oh, sorry. I, why would I think you were still on VHS? I'm sorry. You're just you're so old. You are an idiot. And you're a cunt. 
But I think that, you know, it's okay. We're moving past it. Well, at least I am a cunt. <laughs> I'm not sure that made I, any I, sense I, as a comeback. Um, I, I was wondering, I, um, there's this movie. I kind of fell short on that insult. <laughs> I, I'm old. I, give there me was a break. A, uh, so, I mean... Would you recommend GoldenEye, or would you only recommend your cut of GoldenEye? Well, the sexy cut certainly gets an, I... an 11 inches out of 10 from me. But I think if you had to see the theatrical cut, there, 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 there certainly is enough action and uh, intrigue who, uh, and who, penises. Who, in the theatrical cut? Yes. Who... Pierce Brosnan is an immense dick. <laughs> Who who plays the Bond girl in Goldeneye? Ah, uh, that would be Jesus Velasquez. Probably Jesus, but that's a boy's name. Yes. That's weird. I mean, I haven't seen it, so I can't contradict you. Um, that's are right. there any movies coming out that you're excited about? You know your place, bitch. Um, Christmas with the Cranks 2. Is that coming out? I heard it was rumored if it hasn't already appeared. I mean, it hasn't come out yet, has it? I don't know. <laughs> I may have missed that one if it did already come out. Have you, um, you know, there, there's a billboard going around town, uh, Dude, Where's My Donkey? Yes, that, that is, uh, uh, Nativity 3. Nativity 3, yeah, yes. Dude, Where's My Donkey. Yes. Um, and it appears to be a real film. Um, yes. Have you seen any of the Nativity movies? Nativity 2 was my favorite because it had David Tennant, who you had on your show earlier, yes. and I sucked his penis in the parking lot <laughs> after his I don't appearance. Think his wife's uh, going to be very Nativity happy 1 had that fool called Martin from that show called The Office. Martin Freeman? Yes. Yes, he was in that. And they were both... I don't want well to endowed. use a, a slanderous term. No, get your filthy mind out of the gutter. <laughs> so, I was going I'm so to sorry, say... I don't know why I would have thought Borderline retarded. Oh, okay. Uh, but the David Tennant one was all right. This one, no, they're really just... Flogging a dead horse. If or you know a dead it. donkey. Yeah. Dude, where's my Are there any other movies coming out that you think that maybe we should keep our eye on for either good or bad reasons? I heard that Interstellar has Matthew McConaughey in it, so I would warn you not to see it. You're not a fan of Matthew McConaughey? No, only his penis. Okay, but the rest of him, not your cup of tea. Maybe his buttocks. Okay. And his mouth. Okay. That's, and his eyes. Yep. And his hair. So, so you're a fan of a lot of superficial things, but you don't like his performances, or...? No, his performances are fine. Then why why wouldn't you want people to go and watch a movie he's in? Because he's a racist, my dear. Oh, is he? Is he? Yes. I haven't heard this. He called me a negro. That's... I met him. Confusing sucked, on a number of levels. I sucked his penis in the parking lot. You know... I, if it's just random penises you're sucking and they just maybe look vaguely no, like actors? No, it was definitely Matthew McConaughey. How could you tell? He told me his name. Yeah, but I mean, I could say I was, you he know... He had a name tag. Anne Hathaway. And he pointed to it. Yeah, but I could have a name tag. Well then, but you don't. But I could. But you don't. But I could. But you don't. Okay, Miss Vance. Yes? Um, people who are interested in your reviews. Yes. Uh, interested in your point of view, people who maybe are agreeing with your opinions yes. and are thinking, hey, I want to know. Where, yes. where can people find these reviews? You, you can find them at Ms. 
Vance. Uh-huh. Ms. Vance. So, M.S. You called me Mrs. before. I'm just I'm correcting so you. I'm so sorry. I, I know you've never been married because of your hideous face. Ms. Vance is slit at livejournal.com. Dot livejournal.com. Miss Vance's slit dot livejournal.com? No. Ms. Ms. Vance's lit at dot livejournal.com. Oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry. It's short for literature. Oh, yes, no. Ms. Vance's lit dot livejournal.com. Um, I will be so fascinated to see if that, uh, exists. Um, so, and Are you, you calling you put... me a liar, no. you little <laughs> bitch. Oh, not. Sorry. That was, that was out of character. Um, so all your reviews can be found there? Yes. And, um, what, what length are these reviews normally? Because obviously we, we've only had very short ones here on the program. Well, only about seven to eight hundred pages. That's yeah. on a single movie? Yes. At some point does that just become slash fic about penises? What? What? What, what is a slash fic? It's like, pornographic fiction, like fan fiction. No, I I am a a woman with integrity and honor and penises. Okay, well thank you so much for coming in, Ms. Vance. It's my pleasure, young lady. I do love this show. I'm a long-time viewer, listener. Well, you know, we're so happy to have people watch, listen. Yes. And, um, you know, if people want to keep up with you, they can just find all your information at Ms. Vance Lit. Ms. Vance's Lit. Yeah, but is there an apostrophe in it? Ms. Vance You don't put an apostrophe in a URL, you idiot. Okay, so I think it's probably, this is, this is enough for me. Uh, thank you so much for coming in. It's been my pleasure. Thank you very much. You know, try not to suck any dick on your way out. There they go. I've never seen anything more horrible. I don't know. She had a th- uh, sort of an aura about her, an aura of sexuality. I don't know. There was something... Did she suck your dick in the bar you want? She did. Motherfucker. She did not. She totally did. She didn't. That's her M.O., man. All she does is go around sucking dicks in parking lots. Yeah, She's a well, weird 170 This is my girl. M.O. Did you just put your mustache? <laughs> that was lame. <laughs> it's getting there. Well... I guess that that is another episode of Dinner Party Small Talks. Give it time. It'll grow. Season season two, episode one. Do I get to sing a song now? Yeah, please do. Season two, episode one. You're stealing my dance moves. (laughs) That was my dance move. This isn't that fucking original. I don't know if you know. I know, but I like Justin. You're just slicing the air with your hands. Like giant chopping... Thank you so much for listening. It's been wonderful to come back to you. And, yes, um, and thank you for listening uh, in to season two. Uh, um, can I just say before we go that I yes. would really like to apologize to my mother, who is probably listening to this because she's desperate for contact <laughs> because I haven't been talking to her that much because I've been very busy overseas. And I she apo- misses you so much and she's like, I'll listen to your podcast. I apologize for all the burping and the swearing and I probably should have done this at the start of the episode to warn her, but yeah, well. Oh well. We didn't know what was going to happen. No. I mean... I think that Ms. Vance might require you to send her an email to tell her to just turn it off before it gets to the internet. Maybe, maybe. Uh, so, thank you very much for listening in. Sorry, Mum. Uh, thank you to all the new listeners. And we will be back. Yes. Next week. Next week. All right. Um, so, you can find us online at facebook.com slash dinner party small talk. Dinner party small talk at dot squarespace.com and dinnerpartysmalltalk at gmail.com if you have questions or comments or you want to meet Miss Vance somewhere we can 
probably pass on your information. I, I don't want to pimp her out. No, <laughs> come on. We would just pass on the information so yeah. they could go and discuss movies. They can right. parks. We will talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.